Hey, Catholic Divas, I really think you're going to enjoy this interview with Jeremy and his program, Free Our Sons. So come on into the podcast and enjoy our conversation. Hello, Catholic Divas. Welcome to Cycles and Sanctity Podcast. I am Mama Jane, wife to Steve for almost 37 years, mother of six wonderful children, fertility awareness instructor, and a Catholic mindset coach. Are you confused about your cycle? Do you want to learn how charting your cycles can give you insight, not only to your health, but your mental and emotional state as well? And most importantly, using this information to draw closer to God and pursue your path to holiness? If you answered yes, then you are in the right place. Go grab your journal and your favorite pen and let's do this. Welcome back, Catholic Divas, to Cycles and Sanctity. I am Mama Jane, and today I bring you a fabulous interview with Jeremy Rohr. He has worked and volunteered in youth ministry for over 25 years, and he and his wife, Cindy, live in St. Michael, Minnesota, where they have raised two beautiful daughters. And he has founded this amazing program called Freedom to Love, that has resources and tools and training for those who want to raise and mentor young men to live free of pornography. He's the creator of the Free of Sons Workshop and to teach men how to help their sons and other young men live porn free. So this is a little bit of a heavy topic. So you may want to take small children out. The conversation is heavy, but we always keep it sanctified. So Jeremy has a beautiful wife, Cindy, and we're going to hear her story of fertility. And they're both Catholic coaches have been trained and certified through the Metanoia Catholic program in 2022. So welcome, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you. Well, how's the weather in Minnesota? Oh, it's lovely. I woke up today. I did my morning prayers on our screen and porch. It was a crisp 50 degrees. It was just absolutely beautiful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be interviewed here. And personally, I want to share with you why I feel like for me, this is a really important topic because as a Billings instructor, we're always trained to teach the method to make sure that our clients know how to accurately chart and then to apply the rules. But what I find is that many times there's some disorder. And I remember the first time I ever encountered that I was in a non-Catholic environment and this was a non-Catholic. So I couldn't bring in the the spiritual aspect of the disorder. Mm -hmm. And I ached for this woman. She was trying to conceive And yet her husband was addicted to pornography, which she admitted. And what happened was he actually had to take Viagra. So I was kind of giving her some advice about the spontaneity of the fertile. And she's like, no, no, we have to plan. We have to plan. And I didn't understand it. And then when she shared the fullness of the reality of the situation, I, as a billings instructor, didn't have a tool. So share with me how you got started. And I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, I was a youth minister for my first six years out of college and I've volunteered in youth ministry since then, and even prior to that. And I was leading a group of boys over four years. They're from ninth to 12th grade. And it was really cool. Uh, great guys. Uh, it's a fun age. And we were doing a study. We were reading a book by Jason Everett called Forged. And a great book. And 
As we got to the end of it, I started asking the guys, you know, what do you still need to help you to be able to live free of pornography? And one of the young guys, so so honest, so humble, said, it talked in this one day about avoiding the near occasion of sin. And so I've identified my near occasion of sin is when I'm in my room by myself. And so he was very intentionally spending time with his family out in the common area. And he said, but my challenge is at some point, I have to go to bed by myself in my bedroom. And what do I do? And, you know, I thought through my own experience, I thought through the book, what we've covered. And I realized I didn't have anything to add beyond what was already there. So I kind of planted that question in the back of my mind. And about five, six months later, just for some work reasons, ended up looking for a Catholic life coach, which brought me to our friends at Metanoia Catholic. And as I started listening to their material, particularly the, the topics of buffering in emotions and, and just how our thoughts lead to our emotions and that inclines our actions, it, it began to kind of really open up a, a new level of understanding of these challenges. I think most guys will not look back on this period of struggle to what I, I think we commonly go through as men. We hear the message, okay, we shouldn't look at pornography. We shouldn't engage in masturbation. And we say, okay, I won't. And then we go and we have the best of intentions, but then that temptation comes in and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so overpowering. This is so overwhelming. And, and then they fall. They say, okay, well, I won't do this again. And 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 it creates a very painful, very shame-filled uh, cycle that, that most guys go through. So what I wanted to do was create in freedom to love, understanding of how do we put together different pieces of a framework to be able to live porn-free. So at the point when we understand pornography is not in line with God's plan for sexuality, now we can practice some strategies, have some techniques, have the mindset to be able to look at this and say, okay, so when this challenge comes up, I'm going to respond by, I talk about, for example, engaging my higher part of my brain, my prefrontal cortex, and, and getting out of that lower part of the brain, the, the limbic system, because we have to work to be intentional on this journey, but there's so much human formation that helps the understanding. And ultimately the goal is, I think this is what's so beautiful as I've gotten to know you, Jane, is I think we're kind of working towards the same goal. You're kind of primarily educating women, but couples. And my goal is, you know, as you look at the scenario you shared with the husband who was addicted to pornography, he didn't have a freedom to fully love his wife. The impact on him and, and his wife was that they had to plan and go to extraordinary measures to be able to hopefully conceive a child. To me, that's, you know, from my own personal experience, was always the, the most, in, in this life, that was the toughest experience of my exposure to pornography, was it, it trained my heart and my mind to see my sexual relationship with my wife as something that I was supposed to get instead of something that I was supposed to be a mutual gift in. Mm. And, and as I learned that, I began to experience a freedom to love. Oh, and wow. So that's, that's what I'm wanting to share through this ministry 
is to help not only, you know, really kind of two generations, bring some some regrounding and maybe even healing to the dads, but then also educate them, equip them to be able to come alongside their sons. Because our church and its wisdom says, you know, parents are the first teachers. Right. And so I don't want it to be a program to send them to Jeremy and Jeremy will work with them. Right. I want right. this to be a ministry to equip the fathers and, and the other men to be able to come alongside and walk with young men to find freedom to love. Oh, that's so beautiful, Jeremy. A couple of things that are coming up for me is that part of my story, and, and I share this as many times when I'm a catechist, is the fact that I was very painfully aware when we baptized our first daughter, the blessing that they give the mother and the father, that I was responsible to pass on the faith. Right. And you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. And later, when I was finally introduced to natural family planning, that was one of the benefits that I saw yeah. because I wasn't living in the faith in that realm. I was yeah. I, I was trying to practice my faith as a young college student, but I was living a duplicity life. And that was my wonder question was like, how do I teach my children chastity and abstinence when yeah. I've never done it? Right. And so yeah. that was part of my attraction for natural family planning, because as we talked about, and I've mentioned in the podcast before, is the catechism talks about the virtue of chastity is the integration of the whole person. Yes. And yes. that is so beautiful. Like we have to be integrated mind, body, yes. and soul. Christ is called to heal all of us. And yes. when we look at his healings, he typically heals the sin first. He forgives the sin yeah. first. Yeah. And then he challenges the, yeah. what I'm thinking is the story of when the friends bring the lame man on the mat and there's no room uh, and they open a, a skylight yeah, in, the ceiling, in, yeah. in the ceiling. And he says, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees are all scandalized. He's like, oh, you don't think I can do that? Well, pick up your mat and walk. And he does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really is this mind, body, soul integration healing, which is why, like you said, is how do I help them with their human formation? How do I help them recognize their buffering? What are the thoughts behind it? What are the emotions behind it? Where does the action lead to? Which is, oh, it's so, so beautiful. And that you had this yearning. Of course, this is how God works with us, right? We have a yearning. We see a poverty in the yes. church or in ourselves. And we're like, Lord, how does this happen? How can I be part of the healing process? Right. And then he gave you the door to open to find Metanoia Catholic. Yeah. And you realized the mindset is really where it's at. Yeah. Well, so I think part of what I'm trying to do here is most guys, it's difficult because there's such a sense of shame. And so part of what I want to do is I want to help the men understand the difference between shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the shame, I, I lean a lot on Dr. Bob Shooks um, mm-hmm. from the JP2 Healing Institute. And he describes two different cycles. One he calls the shame cycle. And it's we act out, we feel shame, which makes us isolate, which makes us then act out again which makes us feel shame. So we isolate. And that shame is, I love it. I think Matt Ingold was, it was the one who said it, you know, shame 
makes us want to hide and not be vulnerable. That vulnerable is that little bit of openness that allows somebody to see in, inside you. So we have to address that. Dr. Bob Shuk says that shame is based in the idea that we're not worthy, that there's something bad or wrong with me versus guilt is I did something wrong that I need to reconcile. I need to do penance for, experience forgiveness. And through our baptism, we are made worthy through Jesus, not of anything on our own, but at the same time, in our baptism, we are changed. We are now children of God. And just like the prodigal son who left and, and came back, God is waiting there for us with arms open, just waiting to love us. But it's that shame that can keep us from coming back. And so part of what we want to do is, is move towards what Dr. Bob calls the joy cycle, is the idea that we're a self-gift, we feel communion, and that brings joy to our lives. And then mm -hmm. we continue that again. So it makes us say, you know what, this is good. I want to continue to be a self-gift. I want to continue to experience communion. And I want to win in that joy. But that's a process. We need someone to teach us that. We need someone to guide us in that. That's so true. And what's coming up for me is in Genesis, when Adam and Eve first take the bite of the apple and they see that they're naked and they feel shame. And so they go hide. And I heard a priest talk about that once about depending on how you view God depends on how you hear the words, where are you? What have you done? And yeah. he really spoke to that because for many years, I had always taken it as this disciplinarian, angry, yeah, okay. like, where are you? What have you done? And yeah. Instead of this cry of like, where are you? What have you done? It was so mind-blowing for me to see the difference that yeah. he's like, no, God loves us. God, yeah. God yearns for us. And it was that for me, that was one of my metanoia moments of really mm -hmm. seeking and recognizing because many times, and again, that's that shame cycle, right? That yeah. the wagging of the finger of yes. look what you've done. And you said the identity, and it goes back to a little phrase that I learned. And, and I just say it all the time. Satan knows our name, but he calls us by our sin. Jesus knows our sin, but he calls us by our name. And that's yeah. really, really the difference is that we get caught up and it's a, a healing of identity. That's what you said. Yeah. That's really where it is, is that understanding that, no, God loves us. We are children of God and yeah. nothing, nothing that we do is ever going to deny that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. You know, just a little practical incident that happened with me. I have a young, almost 23-year-old son who is out on the East Coast and he's working sales and he's working commission only. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, Ooh. very tough, I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. all or nothing. And yeah. it's been really great. And I've been in sales and commission only for many, many years. I, I've always mm -hmm. had a side gig. And yeah. so he called me and he's like, oh, mom, I'm so, so sorry. I'm a little tight this money. And, you know, I'm, I, can, can I borrow some money to make the rent? I said, absolutely. Don't, don't mm -hmm. worry. Right. And he started to go into the shame cycle and he started yeah. to beat himself up. And I said, son, our job as parents is to be your safety net. 
Don't ever yeah. think that, you know, we are always going to love you. We're yeah. always going to be here for you yeah. because you are our son and nothing you do can change that. And those were such words of affirmation for him. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is, but again, like you said, fathers can't give to their sons what they don't have. Right. So I love this idea of fathers and sons learning together to heal yeah. in a way. And sometimes I'm sure maybe the father doesn't even want to acknowledge that he's had these and he doesn't want to absolutely be yeah. in the same room. Of yeah, so talk to exactly. me a little bit more about your program, because there could possibly be shame for people to even like sign up. Yeah. yeah. But how do you overcome so that? Yeah. So the, the program itself, so I have, I have kind of two phases to it. I have the course or a workshop that is a four-part program. It's called Free Our Sons. And uh, I go through four different pieces. Uh, the first is just practical strategies of how to respond to temptation. I think what I find is most guys probably have found a way to try to manage the sin. I call it sin management versus freedom. And so what I, I do is I go through and I, I explain, you know, here's what's going on, you know, just with sexual arousal. Here's how we can redirect that and, you know, begin that process of integration. So that's the first part. The second part is I look at the emotional connection. I think most people don't realize right away that when I am emotionally at my limits or beyond my margins, that's when I'm vulnerable to sin. And so how do we create emotional maturity and freedom? And so I focus on a five-part process to constructively teach our children how to regulate their emotions. And because that's a lot of times we turn to pornography, we turn to sinful habits out of the desire to, to feel better. And then I go into an overview and in, in six kind of practical concepts related to St. Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body. And just really trying to give kind of little bite-sized pieces that the dads can learn, reflect on themselves. And this is, I think, one of the benefits that I think some of the dads that have gone through it have really enjoyed. This gives language to something that I've wanted to explain and I've kind of known in my heart. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of the theology of the body. And then the fourth piece is helping to develop a prayer and sacramental life. It's really as simple as how do I practically teach my children something as simple as Lectio Divina, just learning to, to get to know God, get to know Jesus through the scriptures. And then at the end of the day, practice and examine and start to be reflective and aware of, okay, where am I in line with what God wants me to do? And where am I falling short? And so I deliver that as an online course. It's over four weeks, one hour a week. There's just some simple exercises that the dads and, and men can do in between classes, kind of things that wonderful stuff to reflect on, you know, during a holy hour, adoration, daily prayer. I also delivered, if anyone wanted to invite me out, I also delivered as a four-hour workshop in person, started to do that at the, the recommendation of one of our local priests here. But the Free Our Sons course is the first piece. So it's really focused on very practical elements to create that, what I call a framework of building up our sons. 
But then the second piece is that I invite the guys to ongoing formation through what I call the Free Our Sons fraternity. And that's an online fraternity, a couple events each month. One will be something we're very familiar with is a workshop on a topic like, for example, the temperaments. And just helping dads understand that who they are is their temperament is how they parent, right. you know, going through the reason cycle, you know, understanding the connection between thoughts and feelings. So, so each month we'll have a topic like that. And then we'll also, I'll have an interview with someone, generally a dad or an expert in the area, just how they've approached this. So it's almost kind of a private podcast for the members of the fraternity. But the goal there, and this is something Matt Engel challenged me to do, was to not just let it stop with the workshop, but now that the relationship has started, let's continue to tell the human formation through the fraternity. Wow, that's beautiful. So then let me clarify. So you said it, this is fathers and sons, but it sounds like you're really focusing on the fathers. If the sons are invited to participate in the program, what age do you recommend yeah. They come. I actually don't. This is all geared at just the dads and the men. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So this is because again, what I want to do is I want to equip the dad. Mm-hmm. I want to equip the volunteer minister, the person that interacts with the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to feel comfortable to do it. I want them to begin to understand that. Um, I had a great conversation with uh, one of our former. Uh, associate pastors. And he's like, you know, Jeremy, one of the best things you can do is just help people to understand that we need to develop a comfort level, very gracefully and appropriately having these conversations in our families. And it it doesn't have to be high pressure. It doesn't have to be shame-filled. It's just that, you know what, this is one of the best things we can do. And I mean, in, in, you know this, but to to help our children understand the beauty, both the beauty and the sacredness of our sexuality. Because how often do young couples get married and they've had the thought and the belief in their mind for years that sex is bad, I'm not supposed to have sex. And now I'm married, but I have this belief in my head. That's where we have to get back to the chastity, the integration of what is it for? I heard a great analogy that that sex is is like fire. In your fireplace, it's wonderful, it's beautiful. On your stovetop, it's great because it can cook your food. But in the middle of your living room on your carpet, it's dangerous and disastrous. And, and so as we learn where to engage these sexual desires, what they're really for, again, it's it's a freedom to love. It's a freedom to experience the fullness of life that God has for us. Wow, that is so beautiful. And you mentioned that it's online, so it doesn't matter where the dad is. And you also mentioned it doesn't have to be a dad. It could be someone that's in ministry of some sort, serving the young people, whether it's perhaps maybe a focus minister or somebody else that a youth minister that's helping But it's primarily building up the men, which I find so, so important. I serve the men when I'm serving couples. And many times the wife comes back to me and like, oh, wow, he really listens to you. And I'm like, well, I'm the authority figure. So, of course, he's going to listen to me, but I'm not the man. And there's only so much I can do. 
And my husband and I were involved in our marriage prep for years, but he's phlegmatic, melancholic, and very intimate. And and when I told him that I was going to go get certified in a natural family planning method, he's like, well, count me out because... I don't want to look at, you know, he just, he's just very intimate and I haven't had him do his Gallup Clifton strengths, but I'm sure relator is much higher than includer because that's where he thrives is the one-on-one serving with the one-on-one, but also there's this sacredness, like you said, the sacredness of it. And so he'll talk theology, he'll talk why it's a good thing. He'll mention that, you know, we're not animals. We've been given the gift yeah. of self-control. He'll talk about how it brings beauty into the marriage, yeah. how you're honoring your wife. But he doesn't want to know the the, the, the details, which like, yeah. like okay, yeah. I'll, I'll speak details. And of course, yeah. it's sacred and it's beautiful that I have that opportunity with couples yeah. one-on-one. And I'm bold. Yeah. I mean, that's what God has shown me is that yeah, I right. have been given the gift of courage, of fortitude yeah. to speak things. And that's really what you're doing as well, is that's what the virtue, that spiritual gift that we've received from the Holy Spirit is fortitude, yeah. is to be able to speak mm-hmm. in a way that yeah. is not, like you said, is the gentleness. And that's really what our Lord always did. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, a guy who, who joins the course and, and so we'll start the next online course on Monday, October 9th, we'll do it 7.30 to 8.30 PM central time. And, you know, I think what the guys will find is I do a survey at the end of it and I get their feedback. And one of the guys said, good information presented in an informal, easy to follow format, not intimidating, overwhelming, or awkward. I was very happy to get that feedback because that's what I'm trying to do is bring a sense of normalcy and that this is in line with God's plan. So we can continue to experience freedom. But I'll say it's one of the cool things that happened, again, came up in an evaluation was I had a guy ask me during the evaluation if I could get him some information about natural family planning. I was like, oh, I totally didn't expect this because in my workbook that I use, I have six reflections on the theology of the body. And one of the days, and it's like one day, it's a page. I have the theme, abstinence can mean I love you. And I really try and express that abstinence before marriage is a gift to the soul. We protect the dignity of our girlfriends and and their eternal future. But then within marriage, realizing that my sexuality is that marital embrace is, it's a gift I give, but it has to be received. And so that ability to say, to hear our wives say, you know what, not now, and to be in sync enough with her heart and have enough self-control and self-mastery to say, okay, out of love, let's abstain. And yeah, it was just kind of really cool. I was like, I didn't expect that, but it was a beautiful thing to see how God works. Wow, that's awesome. And it's interesting you say that because I've also spoken to a number of women who struggle with natural family planning and the timing of the marital brace and the understanding that just because the way we are with the way we're created, we're, I use the word frisky, we're Uh more frisky as women during our fertile phase. And then after ovulation, we kind of go. And so I've had so many conversations with women who are like, I'm in my luteal phase and I really just don't even want to have sex. 
And I tell them like, you know what? Your husband has been waiting very patiently because you two have made a decision that having a baby at this moment, you've used the gift of prudence. You've chosen that this is not a right time to have a new child. And this is your right. But that's also the honeymoon phase. And I talk about that as that luteal phase is honeymoon phase. And our billings rules, we teach that once the peak rule is on the morning of the fourth day after peak, intercourse is available anytime, any day until the new cycle. And I always remind people like anytime, any day, guys. (laughs) They're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. But seriously, this is the gift of natural family planning and it's time to feast and we're not feasting enough. I find it just so, so beautiful in the Catholic church. I mean, it's the fasting and the feasting. There's days of fasting and then there's days of feasting. And I remember a priest talking about during the Easter season, Many of us fast on Friday or give up meat on Fridays all year. And he's like, no, during the Easter season, you don't give up anything. This is 50 days of feasting. And I have really learned to embrace that. But on the counter side, I've really learned to embrace my Lent, which is the beauty, right? And so that's really the goal of natural family planning. But it sounds like that's really the goal of your program is freedom to love not being chained, not white knuckling, as we kind of say, what did you say? You used the word sin management. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and, and part of the impetus to provide information and courses for dads is, I mean, if you're the average dad, what if there's a guy listening to this and your son or another man comes to you and says, Hey, I'm struggling here. What should I do? Would you have something to tell them or would you be like, well, you know what? I learned to hang on to the wheel real tight and not let it get outside the lines. But what I'm offering through this is, again, a framework, a four-part framework that as we learn methods to respond to temptation, that begins to, and this is kind of how the guy's mind works sometimes, is You buy a new lawnmower and it has the engine diagram and it kind of blows it up and all the pieces come apart. As we learn the ability to respond to temptation, it's kind of like that engine is kind of slowly coming apart and we can begin to see the pieces in slow motion. And then as we add to that emotional maturity and freedom and we begin to see, oh, this is coming from the way I'm responding to something. I'm thinking something here that is causing an emotion and it's making me want to go down this path that I've let my mind, these neural pathways in my brain get created. As I begin to understand my emotions, again, we're we're separating that engine farther and farther apart. And now as we begin to understand the theology of the body, what God created our sexuality for, we can now intentionally begin to put it back together. And then as we learn to develop a prayer and sacramental life, you know, it's like God gives the grace to just make it hum. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's a four-part framework. And as we understand how it all works together, we can begin to, to sit down and say, well, tell me, where are you at with it? What's working? Where's it a challenge? And a brother, another man can sit down with another man or a father with a son 
And it'll say, yeah, okay, well, let's take a look at this. There's hope you can get there. Right. That's really what I hear is the gift of hope. Um, And that's, that's always the message of our Lord is salvation. And I think for dads too, I also want to give them the gift of confidence. Mm. I think as guys, part of the reason we're hesitant to talk about this is because we don't feel confident that we know what to say. And as much as I would love to say that you'll get that in a four-hour workshop or course, it's part of the reason I have to continue to offer the fraternity is that this is stuff that you said earlier, you can't give what you don't have. And so part of what I want to do is I want to help guys that this becomes, you know, John Paul and Pope Benedict talked about this idea of an ethos, that this just becomes the air we breathe, that we understand this. And I would invite guys to think about when you teach your son baseball, if you were a baseball player, you didn't have to pull out a workbook and say, okay, here's here's how you throw a ball. Here's how you catch a ball. Here's how you swing a bat. No, this was such a part of you that it oozed from you. And in your enthusiasm, your passion, your confidence, it rubbed off on your children. And they're like, wow, this is really cool. The four-hour course or workshop is the start of that process. We will continue to nurture that. Very simply, it doesn't take a lot of time, but we'll continue to nurture that through the Free Our Sons fraternity. That is so beautiful. I have to share what's coming up for me is that because you said like it needs to be part of the ethos of our men. And that's really the poverty in this whole topic is that many times we have these conversations, but we don't give the tools and we haven't become confident. And it reminds me of a a specific instance with me when I was teaching catechism and I had a bunch of confirmation students and we made rosaries for the summer. And I said, okay, guys, now we're going to pray the rosary. And I turned to a young girl who I knew was in a Catholic high school. And I said, you're going to lead the first decade. And, And she looked at me and she was like, Mrs. Snyder, I don't, I don't know how to pray the rosary. And I said, what? And she goes, we've talked about rosary. I have a rosary but I've never actually prayed the rosary. And it's one of those things, again, my own poverty back when my daughter was baptized almost 36 years ago, I didn't know how to pass the faith. I didn't know what did I do? So what do you do? And that's exactly it. And it's so beautiful that you've been able to bring everything that you've learned and really created this program for men. And again, like you said, you want to help them to teach that joy cycle as opposed to that shame cycle that is so wonderful. And I'm so happy that we've been able to meet and hear about your program because like I said, it has affected me, you know, peripheral. Yeah. Uh, But now I have something and I can refer people, men to you. I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I've got like 10 youth ministers and and other people. Have priests taken your program? (laughs) It's funny you say that. I had a priest take the program and didn't tell me he was a priest. Because again, historically, I've done this online and Mm -hmm. just had a personal email. and, And afterwards, he emailed me and he said, Jeremy, I need to let you know I'm actually father 
so and so now it's and, and you know and i'm just kind of like oh you know i'm like oh where's <laughs> this going and he said i so wish that this had been here for my dad to be able to share with me because the information was just so valuable to him. and i was like oh thank you lord yeah, I think any guy, our faith formation director at our parish was on my board and he sat in on the class to get a feel for what I was doing. And he walked away from it saying it's really any, every man should go through it because it's not just how to respond to pornography. It, it's really human formation that helps us to better understand how we're wired and how we're built so that we can have a more full light. And I've had dad say too, you know, it really does go beyond just pornography, topics of social media, of gaming. These are always things we turn to for comfort. As coaches, we call it buffering, but things that we turn to for comfort that we sometimes don't turn to God for. Mm -hmm. I've learned through this process that God is with me in my suffering. And even more so over the last recent months, just how much our mother Mary is with us. You know, I think for guys, I would just encourage again, just a message of hope of, you know what, you're not alone. Just open up, find somebody that you can trust. Open up. I uh, also coach guys one-on-one in this area and it's tough. When you're there and you feel like you're addicted and don't have hope, it can be tough. But the good news is God doesn't leave us there. Mm. He loves us too much for that. Right. And the other thing is one of the tactics of the enemy is isolation. And what you're doing is you're building that community. And I know when we used to homeschool years ago, our homeschool group shifted when the men, I don't even remember what it was. One of the guys needed to do, I don't know, he was building a back deck or something. And he called a couple Uh of guys and the shift Men need to hang out with men and we don't know how to do that. And, but there's a great grace for us as women when our men do that. And it's just a beautiful encounter for us as women. I have a dear friend, Ryan Delacrosse. He is a podcaster with the Catholic talk show and it's, oh, okay. it's Ryan, Ryan and Father Rich and my kids, they'll walk in the kitchen. I'll be listening to and they're like, you're listening to the Catholic talk show, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, because I feel like the first time I heard them, I just felt like they were sitting in my living room, drinking yeah. a bourbon, smoking a cigar, yeah. laughing. Yeah. And they're yes. just being guys. And yeah. I love it because it's like, yeah, this is how good holy men just hang out. And I think that is part of the culture of like, how do we hang out in a good and holy way, just having fun, just being guys and how do we overcome? And again, like you said, we're here because there may be this sin somewhere in our past or somewhere in our family. And I don't know how to talk about this because it's been such a thing. The only thing I've heard the wag, the finger, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it but nobody's been given the tools. And now you're giving them the tools and you're creating this community. The disciple is called to step back and say, okay, let me help the person behind me. I'm only one step ahead of you. And that's so beautiful. I love it. Well, and that's, you know, it's the gift that that Pope Francis has has given us is this idea of accompaniment that Mm -hmm. 
Jesus was with his disciples. He didn't just pop in and say, okay, here's what we're doing this week, guys. No, he was with them. And yeah, it's, you know, you, you mentioned that, that the enemy tries to isolate us. And you had told me one time in another conversation about how you did military intelligence, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just the idea that as we, the importance of understanding what our enemy is trying to do, how he wants to isolate us. Because part of my goal is I want the, if the dad can approach this in a way that is welcoming, that's not shaming, now the son doesn't want to isolate. The son can come to be able to say, okay, dad, hey, what do I do? And again, I don't want the dad to be in a position to say, I don't know. I want to be a resource to them. But then also, I don't want the son to be in the position where all dad says is, we'll just stop doing it. And now the son feels like a failure. Because I think that's happens a lot too. It's this cycle of growth, of love. And I'm just, I'm humbled and honored to be able to be a little piece of it. Wow, that's so beautiful. So let me just ask you another question, a clarifying question then is when you talk about the fathers, it almost could be a young father, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be almost a young husband that just got married so that he, like you said, that's your goal is creating that ethos so that this is the way we behave. This is the way I think. This is the way I act. This is the way I speak. Before it even gets to the point where, oh my goodness, now my son is dealing with pornography and now I have to kind of pedal backwards. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think there's an element that we can build up a healthy dynamic, a healthy ethos in our family. So for example, in the emotional maturity and freedom portion, I go through the five-step process to help learn to regulate the emotions. And so part of it is what we as guys, we're not as intuitive as women when it comes to emotions. So it's helpful to just to be able to recognize, oh, something's bothering my child. Let's begin to to ask some questions to let them know that it's okay. You know, sometimes things bother us. What do you think you're feeling? You know, be able to give that some language. This is what I talk about and, and part of the process. And when we feel like this, here's some things we can do to express that, to do this. And then when we go to regulate it, there, there's constructive ways to do that. There's bad ways, you know? So we always want to make sure we're doing this in healthy ways. Sometimes life is tough and we have to learn to accept that. In my family, we had to put down our dog. Uh, first mm-hmm. time I lost a pet. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. And um, just the sadness. I've I've never just hard sobbed like I did over my dog. But sometimes things are just tough. And rather than turn to food or games or social media or pornography, but sometimes, you know, just let God be with that. And then the last thing then is to teach some basic processing skills. And and so those are things, the more we can just raise our children within that, when they get tempted with things like pornography or different things like that, it's going to be easy for them just to pivot and let that stuff bounce off them. So absolutely. I think the sooner a dad can begin to learn this information, it just becomes part of who they are and it'll ooze out of them just all the goodness of, of God's plan for life and the beauty of our sexuality. Oh, that is so fabulous. I really love this vision, Jeremy. I really want to commend you and affirm you that you heard God's call and that you were willing to go into this part of the vineyard 
and to really contribute. And you're already seeing the fruit with the assessments that you've had from the men and you've seen how to create it in a way that is simple, that is easy, and yet it's profound for them and to really meet that man where he's at. So thank you so, so much. I really want to bless you. I want to just pour into you. And ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, if if you're a young woman, get your guy to sign up. Like we said, his next program is October 9th. It's online. Older men, grandparents, even grandfathers, this could be something that you could have a benefit for. If you are in ministry, if you're a priest, even, I know you're so busy, but this may be something, a tool for you. At least you'd be more familiar with Jeremy's work. And that would be an, an ability to give a resource to the the men in your parish that are struggling with this or even, or any sin, like he said, could be any sin. And really that is the key, right? I mean, we women have sins too, overeating yeah. and over shopping and whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, but it is buffering those emotions and acknowledging where we're at and what our thoughts are. So thank you. Well, and even if someone can't be there every Monday, so again, it's four Mondays starting October 9th. The great thing with it being online is I can record it. You can come back and watch it, whether you missed it or you want to rewatch it, share it with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Once they sign up, then they have access to the material. That's great. Great. And then they'll have that opportunity to become part of the fraternity too. Yep. Which so is, we'll launch again, that in November. I think that's fabulous. I think that's really that key of the brotherhood. I love mm-hmm. the, the fact that you called it the fraternity because yeah. that is a brotherhood and really that is what we're all called to do is, yeah. is to share in each other's struggles and, in, and share in each other's joys. And even Christ didn't walk the way of the cross by himself. Yeah. And that's, again, that tactic of the enemy thinks that we have to do it all our own. Yes. We have to hide or we have yeah. to overcome by ourselves. Yeah. And that's just not the case. So we're, we're knocking yeah. down those lies. So Thank you so much. Well, we're going to close with the blessing of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. But ladies and gentlemen, the link will be in the show notes and his website will also be in the show notes. If you want to just reach out to him and have a little conversation with Jeremy, he does also do individual coaching. So if you just want to do some one-on-one coaching with him, reach out to him. If you know someone that you think would benefit from this program, please reach out to him, get the link, sign up. And yeah, we'll see how this is just going to build the church. So we're going to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. May the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening to us today. I hope this has been a benefit and continue to grow closer to the Lord. If you need any help with your charting, please reach out to me. Or if you would like some help on mindset coaching, you can also reach out to me. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Man, wasn't that a great interview? I just had so much fun hanging out with Jeremy. Listen, ladies, I want you to give the link to any of your men for Free Our Sons. Remember, his program is starting October 9th, but you don't have to be live. It's going to be recorded. So make sure that they sign up. 
And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead so you can get the newest episode each week. And more importantly, I would really love to hear your review on this episode. Both Jeremy and I would love to hear what you have to say. Give us your thoughts. Give us your opinions. We'll see you next week.